people God at? Where is God's army? Peace and blessings. Welcome to this ending, Thou Shalt Not Pray. I am your hostess with the mostest, the real first lady. On this show, we will have controversial discussions on sensitive topics relating to spirituality, relationships, bridging gaps in today's pop culture, and if it's in the book, we talk about it here so that you can feel more confident with your one-on-one relationship with God. For more information about me, visit my website at goingpublic.live. Send me an email at therealfirstlady at gmail.com. Send me a voice message. I will respond. I may even use it for another episode discussion. 1-866-832-LADY. That's 1-866-832-5239. Leave a review, good or bad. Like, follow, and share. I am free from commercial or political influence. Let's get in this. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer... God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. Romans 1, 28 through 31. Hey, peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back. And if this is your first time, I welcome you. To begin with this episode, I want to let you know that it was inspired by Dennis Rodman, okay? I know that sounds weird, but it'll all make sense in a minute. Now, I want to be clear and let you know that I don't pre-record my episodes. I like to be divinely inspired, let the Lord lead and guide, and so this is what we came up with. So, last week, this is coming on the heels of last week where I had to shed a light on Jamal Bryant. This week, it's Dennis Rodman. And here's why. He's in the news again. He's in the news again. And I'll post the links of, to everything or most of everything that I say. Most stuff is Googleable. But Dennis Rodman is no longer going to Russia to help Brittany Griner. Uh, she was recently sentenced to nine years in the Russian prison on drug charges. She was arrested in the Russian airport this past February for having uh, cannabis, um, the vape cartridges in her luggage. Um, and Dennis Rodman just stepped up there and got all bold and t- started talking about 
he got permission. This is what he told NBC News, that he got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. I know Putin too well. You see, game recognizes game. He said that he's cool. Putin is cool. Now, after he he started talking about all that, on August the 22nd, Ned Price, the State Department spokesperson, issued a statement that he would not, meaning Dennis, be traveling on behalf of the United States government. He said, I quote, we believe that anything other than negotiating further through the established channels is likely to complicate and hinder the release efforts. I can agree with that. Thank you, Jesus. A word from above. Somebody is listening. So, this is the thing. After that statement was made, Rodman backpedaled on his decision to go. He was supposed to go this week. But we know that he likes dictators. We know he likes dancing with the devil. And now he, you know, takes responsibility for being friends with the devil and making deals with the devil. But I don't understand how is it possible that you could be friends with the devil? How can you make deals with the devil? He said that he's the one who is responsible for the American prisoner, Kenneth Bay, remember him, who was held in North Korea. He takes credit for his release. Okay? His friend, he says, is a personal friend. Kim Jong-un, the son of Kim Jong-il. We got to pay attention. <laughs> we really, really do. But the U.S. government is reportedly still in negotiations for a potentially uh, prisoner swap to bring Brittany home. Okay, so we're going to pray for that. We're going to see what happens next. Uh, Dennis, no, bro. We really don't need that type of intervention. Really, we don't. Especially when you have a nickname, the worm, and, you know, all that, all that, all that. But... I don't want you speaking on my behalf either. I'm with them. What they said. He's an unofficial. This is Dennis Rodman. He's an unofficial ambassador. So-called ambassador of peace. All right. To me, it's spiritual treason. That's just to me. Satan is hiding in plain sight. If you read Dennis Rodman's book, Bad As I Want to Be, remember he showed up to his own book signing wearing a wedding dress. And he had a horse-drawn carriage and, and, and everything. But to put this all in a nutshell for you, Dennis, he had an absentee father. He, uh, his father claimed to have 29 children by 16 different women. And abandoned him and his mother and his two sisters. He says that the cross-dressing started 
when he would let his sisters dress him up with wigs and lipsticks and all that. Um, he was homeless for a couple of years. He says that he lost his virginity when he was 20 and that he had to pay a, tw a prostitute $20. $20. That's a heck of a deal. He's been accused of domestic violence by three of his ex-wives. Come on. It has to be some truth to this now. Whether we like him or not, we have to look into this. He says he's not gay but bisexual. And in his book, he says that cross-dressing is like anything else in his life. I don't think about it. I just do it. And he said that wearing sequin halter tops make him feel more like a total person and not just like a one-dimensional man, but rather a all-purpose man. And he says that he likes to party in gay bars because it's more fun. Oh, and he broke his penis three times. Three times. Oh, oh, just the thought of that. I had like a phantom penis for just a second. Ouch. Broke, he says. He says, broke his penis. I don't know anything that's soft that breaks. But anyway, now I want to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. The Bible tells us about the signs to look for. Plain as day, dark as night. If you're the light, you will outshine the dark. If you are, in fact, the darkness, you will be exposed. Please believe me. The scripture is coming to life in real time. I just want to define a couple of words here. You heard the scripture that I read in the beginning. Reprobate. Reprobate. Uh, uh, the Greek word for this is um, a dokimos, which literally means not standing the test, not approved. Depravity means wicked, wickedness, moral corruption, extreme wrong. Okay. And so when God has turned a person over that means you're not worth the trouble. Your heart is hardened. You have no remorse, no misgiving of conscience. You're on the wide road, the outward appearance, a projected image, fraudulence. You're a fraud. If anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, is just fooling himself. The narrow is internal. Don't make a mistake. It's from the inside. It's a transformation. And plain and simple, it's bowing down to the truth. The segregation process is in full effect right now. Those who love God and those whose loyalty can be bought. As a first lady of six different congregations, I can tell you, the Lord did not send me on that journey for no reason. I took notes. I really did. I took notes on this journey 
I didn't take it for granted. And I am so grateful to God that he found me to be worthy enough to take on such a challenge and trusted me to be able to meet the challenge and welcomed me to be on the journey, the mission. And the veil was lifted. There's no telling where I may be today if the veil would not have been lifted. Because Satan, he rewards people when you disobey God. He rewards you. It might seem like a blessing, but Satan can only reward you here on earth. He can't do a damn thing for you in hell. I can guarantee you that. It's in the book. But God allows him to tempt everybody. But he has temptation that doesn't have any uh, any substance. And what I mean by no substance, that means he doesn't have any power. He doesn't have any influence. No content. He's basically a bucket that has holes in it. Again, Satan is in government. Hello, Dennis. I see you. He's in churches. Hello, Jamal. I see you. The greater the influence, the more elevated you are in position. You need to be forewarned. The bigger the platform, the more souls he can steal all at once. And he uses these individuals to entice us to solicit sin like he's a pimp, basically. And, and make everything look all attractive. But the truth is, Satan is powerless. He has no power. He is not equal to God. He is a subordinate. A subordinate means that you are beneath. Uh, he can't do anything without God's permission. Dennis, who did you get your permission from? Satan can't read minds, but he can gain access through our senses, as I mentioned before, audio, visual. And my ears, and all of our ears, but specifically myself, I can say my ears are entrances and exits. And I know for a fact that when somebody just starts talking crazy off the wall, my mind instantly, my ears and everything just shut down. Shut down, I become deaf, blind and everything. I'm not kidding. You know how you just doze off into a daze and everything when somebody's talking? Yeah, that's me. I've been put everything on lockdown. On lockdown. Just like a church at offering time. Lock the doors. So no BS can come up in here. And so that's how he gets in. But God is all seeing all knowing he knew us before we were even in our mother's womb. Satan has to even depend on God for his own existence. Why would you want to follow someone who is subpar? He's not a credible option to me. He doesn't meet the gold standard. He doesn't cut it. Not for me.
not from what I've seen. The moral standards have been lowered and I'm here to raise them back up. And I'm serious. We're not doing that limbo stuff. How low can you go? No, we're not doing that. This is the great falling away. Okay? That's the limbo, the great falling away. And Satan, he's running out of time. And he is hungry and he is wounded. Now, I can't say for sure who's been rejected by God or turned over to a reprobate mind. I don't have that ability. Only time will tell. Only God knows. But I can prove to you the signs and point out the potholes, give you warnings. These people have their own standard of conduct and righteousness and they don't have a desire for God. They deliberately suppress the truth and they operate from the dark side of their brain as if God doesn't even exist. That's how you can tell. The scripture tells us the spirit of envy, spirit of greed, the spirit of hate, pride, arrogance, the lust demon, vanity, corruption. It's sin that just keeps happening perpetually over and over and over and over and over again, like a hamster on a wheel. It's anything that is anti-Christ. Scoundrels encouraging other people to follow suit. They have a complete lack of shame. I'm serious. And from an evolutionary perspective, weak individuals and weak animals who are injured have a less chance to survive. Did you know that? So listen carefully to me here. Animals act on instinct. They don't think about it. They just do it. The difference though is that humans are the only creatures with the power to control the instinct at will. Meaning we have a choice. Free will. Lions as an example, in the animal kingdom, which I love that television program for real. I love it. There's rules. There's regulations. There's a system that has to be strictly adhered to in order for the team to win. And the strategies are according to rank and file. And these things are usually strictly adhered to. They hunt down and overpower. They have zero mercy. That's what hunger does to them. And that's what hunger does to humans. A wounded animal slash human being are dangerous creatures when wounded, sick, cornered, hungry. What would you do if you encountered someone 
or a, a lion who was injured. For me, I know what I would do. I would keep my distance. I'm not a vet. I know my lane. I'm going to leave that to the lion tamers. I'm not going to touch that. You have to know where you fit in and how to get in, where you fit in. And if you look at Dennis, back then and now, he all, and I'm not trying to be shady, but he always reminded me of Pigpen from Charlie Brown. The one that walked around in a fog of dust. And, and I'm being so serious right now. He looked like to me that his breath possibly could be just as cantankerous as his attitude, to be honest. And I never really saw him as this millionaire, accomplished hall of famer. His pain always bled out to me. I spy with my spiritual eye a man whose identity has been lost, struggling his whole life to be accepted. And we all have seen his highs, we've seen his lows, and he surfaced again crying out for some reason. But wounded animals, even a lion, will still roar after they're wounded because that's to throw everybody off to make them think that they're still okay. When they're not okay, not for real. Because we can see the scars that he bears. And I bet you he has feelings of defeat, weakness, feelings of inadequacies. Uh, he even wanted to commit suicide before. As proof of that, that's pain. That is unbearable pain. Pain that hurts so bad that you want it to just stop. So I feel his pain. And I can't say for sure. But it seems like he's being seduced by strong delusions. And we have to pray for people like that. We can't just, you know praise them and applaud them for stuff. You know, they need prayer for real because it ain't all good. And I want you to think about this. Just in com a, a, a very, uh, you know, small comparison. Think of a Christian who's following Christ as if they're people who have joined AA or a recovery program. First, you have to accept and take responsibility for your wrong or you're just not going to get any better. And if you do slip and you do fall, make mistakes, 
It's one day at a time. It's no different than having any type of addiction or recovering from anything, um, gambling addictions, uh, sex addictions. Uh, You can have uh, addictions to alcohol and drugs. It's sin. It's addicting. But it's one day at a time. So in conclusion, there's a conclusion. We're to become like children for a reason. It's a mindset, an innocence, a sponge that retains nutrients. And since fairy tales are for children of all ages, I can dig a good fairy tale. I decided to break this truth down for the user even further. One of my favorites is Little Red Riding Hood. Real life in the land of fairy tales. Satan is the antagonist, the big bad wolf, the hostile force, the adversary, slick Rick, Lottie Dottie, we like to potty. We're the Red Riding Hoods, children of God, no gender, on our path. Some of us are more mature than others, but on the path still, nonetheless. The forest is the world that we live in. The grandmother represents the lessons that we've learned and who we are inside, the people that we love, the people that we trust. Uh, our comfort zone, our DNA, our bloodline, and the dressing up like the grandmother represents the bait and switch, the cross dressing, the trickery. My, what big ears you have. My, what big eyes you have. My, What big strong shoulders you have. What big strong muscles you have. Ooh, you're bald and bearded. Yeah. What big teeth you have. The better to eat you with, my dear. you need help with the situation think of me your personal first lady let it be known and watch the results i'll write you a spiritual prescription call me 1-866-832-LADY that's 1-866-832-5239 i need your help please leave a review good or bad there's always room for growth Share this episode with someone who may need a pick-me-upper or a laugh. To learn more about me, visit my website at goingpublic.live. 
To show me some love, simply like, follow, and share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all other social media platforms. All links to this episode have been provided for you in the show's notes. If you feel inclined to support this podcast, a link is provided as well. Don't forget, I promise you, if you listen to only half of what I tell you, only half, I guarantee you'll be in first place. Thanks for listening. Blessings.